Don't go anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black. (laughs) (laughs) That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it. (laughs) Keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Manny. Damn, son, where'd you find this? You're what it do, baby. Keep it basement. Shout out to y'all listening. Uh, yo, what's up, guys? Hey, guys. And girls. And whatever you feel like calling yourself today. But, uh, yo, we got an episode out right now. I'm out here. You see me in these streets. You see me in these tweets. You see me in these sheets and tweets, baby. I am an idiot. Yeah. Shout out to Danny Braff for hosting some good comedy shows this week. Uh, got to interview Drew Lynch, and we talk about comedy. We talk about the comedy game. We talk about content strategy, marketing on social media, hard work, and more. He's from the Did I Stutter podcast. Good guy. Great interview. I like it. Good good gems in there. Want y'all to check it out. Listen to it. We got that coming up. And basically, yeah, I got I caught up with Drew. He's from America's Got Talent, Did I Stutter Podcast, and he's a nationally headlining comedian who gained notoriety after placing second in the 2015 season of America's Got Talent. He's also gained online recognition, amassing millions of subscribers and views on his YouTube channel, and also Facebook and other forms of social media. In this episode, Lynch talks about being relevant on social media and delegating his content creation and just like his content strategy and time management, all that good stuff and thinking of entertainment as a business that's what i kind of got out of it honestly well i already knew all i knew about that kind of stuff but like the way i see people do it these days a lot of people you know take advantage of uh, the online content game and then they're able to tour nationally for that and they you know it helps one hand washes the other as they say but yeah we talk about you know business entertainment and trying not to focus on too many things at once and also another good gem that i like I brought up in the interview, we were talking about it. He talked about how, I actually thought about it because it was from Entourage where they told Vinny Chase, the main character in that show, you know, do one for you, you do your Queens Boulevard, your Medellin, and then you do one for them, the Aquaman, you know what I mean? It's kind of like do one for the industry or do one for the popular notoriety and gain and then do something that you like to do for the love of the game. So he was talking about like one for them, one for me type thing, and that's what I got out of that as well, a good gem. And even Cypher Sounds is at one of the shows. Shout out to him. We talk, we talked to him a little bit. He's in this episode a little bit. And he told me basically sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get where you want to go. Like sometimes you just got to do some stuff you don't really want to do per se. You might not love it fully, but you still like it, and it's a passion, or it could get to you something that's better in your passion and field. So I always keep that in mind as well. Some good gems in entertainment or in life in general, I would say. But yeah, fun show in the area, New Jersey. Shout out to Denny Brav. Had some good shows this week and got to see some cool peeps. Got to hit it, uh, kick it with Cypher Sounds and some comedy stuff with him. Some little improv was funny talking about certain things uh, like the uh, Chappelle Chain situation at the Kill Tony show with Darnell Roll- Donnell Rawlings. Can't say his name right. Yep. But Drew Lynch, good guy, came to Jersey, did the show. And, uh, yeah, I had a good chat with them. And here's the episode with Drew Lynch. Keep it basement. You know the deal. But I uh, appreciate all the love I'm getting on TikTok, uh, on YouTube. A lot of views coming. And also just, uh, you know, from the Instagrams. Appreciate you guys for taking the time to check out my interviews and content and listen to the podcast, video, and everything else. Stay tuned. It's coming over this COVID shit. Let's get it going. Come on now. Uh, but yeah, also Joe Rogan is my doctor, uh, and not Dr. Fauci. I'm just kidding, but, uh, mad love to everyone. Thank you. 
and in the Drew Lynch interview, another great uh, point that I really think is, uh, you know, inspiring for a lot of people and motivational is he has a stutter. And that was one of the things why he did comedy, because it was hard for him to find any other type of employment, actually. And he used it to his advantage. It's kind of like the Eminem and Eight Mile Theory, where you diss yourself first on stage or whatever platform, or whatever you're doing. So no one could say anything about you. Like no one could say anything bad about you. You just diss yourself first. So it was like he put himself out there because he had some like anger behind it and fueled his fire. People made fun of him. And also the speech thing was annoying for him. So he went out there and just did comedy and was like kind of the biggest fuck you to everyone. Eminem and 8 Mile Theory, live your truth. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Drew, can you uh, test that yeah. real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let him know. Yeah. Let him know he's on the right. He's, he's good right. with the, he's on on track. Keep it basement here, keep it basement podcast. You ready, Lou? Yes, sir. Keep it basement here, keep it basement podcast, keep it basement productions. Here with Drew Lynch uh, from... Did I Stutter podcast and much more America's Got Talent. He's the special guest tonight for the show at the Verve in Somerville, New Jersey, which is very interesting. First ever Danny Rev show where there's a hidden special guest. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, I feel bad. Or, or good. I don't know. You should feel good. I, I guess. That feels, like, that feels like there's hype. I feel like I, sh- I should be Bill Burr for tonight. But I feel like there was a clause. So it's not. It, there was a, there was like a clause in the in the it, it, certain times when you book, book certain gigs. Like they'll have a radius where you cannot perform within that radius. That's very they're, interesting. They're very high, the very high maintenance these these venues, mm-hmm. and that venue was like, oh, you can't advertise this because that's within like a seventy five mile radius. And then that gig got pulled, and uh, because of COVID. So you know. It's still, still out, worked though. out, yeah, bro. It's pretty good. I was thinking, is it more pressure on you for a show like that compared to where you're advertised on the bill? Because I feel like your organic audience will come see you from yeah. social media, right? And now it's like you got to really make people laugh because it's like comedy fans are coming. They don't know who it is. It could be yeah. Chappelle. It could be Bill Burr. Yeah. It could be you. It could be whoever. I know. I know. I know. I feel like I, I feel like, I feel like I'll bomb tonight. No, I'm not ma- um, putting any thanks, pressure no, on you. No, I would just. Right. I that's like an interesting point, no, though. Thanks, Mike. No. Um, no, I no, it's a it's a great point because it's kind of old school. It's, well, it is that, and it's like you know it, when you're doing clubs like on 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 the coasts. So when you're doing clubs in L.A. and you're doing coasts and you're doing uh, clubs in New York, um, that is the bill. That's it every time. So yeah, the, yeah, the, the 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 exactly the bar is with all of those guys those those the, uh, those guys. So it's uh, you're kind of like. You got to make sure that you're not getting off track when you're doing stuff on the road and you're just getting lazy where you're writing stuff and you know that they'll just laugh at you because because it's you. You know what I mean? It's like it's the it's the idea that you don't want to f- put a filler like, you know, some, you, you can just as easily get away with making a gesture or a silly whatever uh, rather than like writing out what it is that you want to have happen and build it with nuance. Yeah. 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 I thought it was interesting because it's like now more than ever, you see a lot of uh, comedians using social media to their advantage and they're like i'd rather have the people from social media come see me because it's my core fans they'll buy my merch they'll get my jokes and it's like they tell you now when you're open my comedian or on the come up it's like it's tough to get a random fan to come see you think you're funny you have to like win them over first on the internet i honestly that's why i thought it was so cool yeah no i just i like it is cool but i like i i I tell this to i tell this to my friends all the time I, i talk about this with my with my fiance when we're on the road like I miss being at a place where I uh, could feature. I just feel like no one knows who you are. The 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 pressure of like uh, the the t- headliner bill is not there. The anonymity of just being like I just gotta I just gotta go. I can I can work on new stuff. I can do I can do five up front and and be good with whatever was likable and then end on whatever you whatever you got. But in the the the, the, the seventeen minutes there, 
it's all you can work on new stuff so i would just rotate that kind of thing and now you talk you, you i mean sometimes you can feel comfortable enough but if you're about to like dump a whole new hour because you just recorded it or whatever uh building that next one i think is just that much more challenging when you are known you know yeah and uh you know i'll see a lot of i'll see a lot of my friends a lot of people who are n- not my friends but they're people i still respect and in, in in comedy because they're such a higher tier than i'm at um and you know there'll be people who just get ex- who just get excited for that name and the and the and the person and that's what we're all building towards but at the same time there i feel like is there's like a curse with uh with with that as well have you ever actually interesting uh we have a fan question i got it written down but have you ever opened because like a lot of the comedians sometimes i talk to them and they just like either featured or like went straight to the main yeah. thing now because of social media like even like andrew schultz was saying because mtv and like his podcast he never really opened for anyone yeah like he kind of just got thrown into the mix of featuring or headlining interesting yeah no i opened for a while but are you talking about are you talking about like will i open my own shows now no i'm saying like like if you ever open because yeah. you're pretty pro, uh, prevalent on social media and big yeah it's like a lot of the times uh the old mentality isn't with with everything going on now it's yeah. kind of like there's no openers like yeah like yeah, you don't have to open you yeah just go right no it, no i no i had to open i had to i there was a, I, I used to go out with ralphie and then i used to go out with um uh, uh, bo burnham as well oh that's wild so those that that was very lucky because that was like two years in maybe three years and they would have me go up people would kill minutes. for that yeah i mean it was it was a fortunate thing yeah but you know i just feel like um and not d- 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 just just through like happenstance you know just guys feeling like all right you're 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 just green enough but you, you there's some there's like a unique char- characteristic to your pov probably just because of my speech or whatever mm-hmm. that that sets it apart from what would be in any wise you know just an evergreen kind of comedian so so that i think that that that, that might have been why but there was like i said like I hustled featuring for a, f- a few years even before I did TV and I was like barely getting by just on like a college a month, you know, uh, just for rent and then just grinding everywhere else you can as uh, uh, featuring. In fact, if I had like a um a college uh that I was doing, I would I would book an extra night so I could do like a uh like I so I could try to do a guest spot in the town that was That's in that sick. area, Smart. you uh, I couldn't tell too many people the interview because Danny Braff was like freaking out because of the special. Like, like oh, right yeah. now I'm saying. But uh, the question is, America's Got Talent blew you up. It's, it's from a comedy fan. But what did you do to continue the success you have now? So it's interesting. I, I don't resent um, 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 America's Got Talent, but it is, a, it is, a, it is a, an experience unlike any other because you have this um, – you have this tr- – you're essentially campaigning on mm-hmm. a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, where yeah. where where the attention of everything is on you and everything is uh uh uh, uh the exposure is just it, it, it's that much more um it's just that much more exposure because of it. And then you know, I it's interesting in that like I don't want to say like the word resentment isn't the right word, but it's this feeling of like I once you get done then that's it they don't talk to like there's you know then so I don't resent certainly not the show but the experience is one of those things where you're in a bubble and you're under uh the purview of just anyone else who's watching or people who are on the people who are in the competition Mm -hmm. and um 
then after that's done, then it's really up to you. That's what I was, was, was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like it got you on the map a little bit, but then you put the work in on social media and everything else in yeah. comedy where you're prevalent. So yeah. Useful. And that's something where I think I still feel like I am in a constant state of like fighting to get to, to, to like fight or flight just to like be like ah oh, am, am i am i do, am i doing it am i there yet it's so because, wild because yeah. like there's people who would like love to be in your situation or who would like you know they like look at you and see success and you're still fighting for like the top spot or it's yeah. the way it is i feel like as a comedian and a creator anyway though yeah absolutely you know I mean? and then and, and and i yeah i just think it was uh, uh it, it, that, uh, so resentment's the wrong word blessing and a curse i guess no, just no, blessing I and understand. a curse yeah. of 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 a situation that you just you cannot foresee until it's over because yeah. they have no reason to still they helped you. They they gave you a career. So, do, or I mean, you gave you a career, but they gave you the platform for that to exist. But it is up to you to maintain it afterwards, mm -hmm. or you can fall out into kind of irrelevancy. So there, you know, there's yeah. the challenge of that. Yeah, it's so interesting the TV audience compared to the social media audience, but like it's mm -hmm. still both popular and important. Yeah. Uh, you, were, I was listening to your podcast, and you were like talking about how you you know you set a schedule to make three Instagram reels per week or something yeah, like yeah. that. And how it's like so time consuming and people don't realize that. Yeah. Is that like very stressful, the whole content strategy? Oh, and is. do you have like a certain strategy you use? Because I like asking comedians about this. That's a great question. Um, but it is stressful. I know. It, it, I, 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 that, that kind of grind, I, I, uh, huh, I'm thankful for, um, I wasn't very active on uh, last year during the pandemic on socials because I saw that uh, Twitter, yeah, TikTok. Yeah. You kind of took a break on TikTok. I, I was wondering why people were doing that, and then Twitter and stuff started to get off. But no, I was that's okay. It. That's okay. I, I, I pre I'm glad that you did because I, I to be able to share it with somebody, you know, they would never. I was just at the cusp of just completely burning out to where I had. Res that's where I would use resentment. Resentment for comedy itself. Yeah. And so when your when your brain is working. Um, Okay, I've got these road dates. I have to produce. Um, uh, I have to produce and approve one to two stand-up clips on my socials to keep my Facebook audience happy. And what's what what what's something that's different that I could do on my YouTube channel that would be happy? So there's something there's an avenue for, for that and for that uh, a reason for people to visit you there. And then making that different. Um, on Instagram with like reels. So if people want to see sketches, then yeah, there's that side the of it too. <clears throat> so uh, it's just constant. I mean, you 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 learn to get like little moments of like compartmentalizing uh, yeah. what wh where what would work for where, but for the most part, when it gets to the point where I don't I don't have to do it anymore, um, I'm not going to. In fact, I'm probably I'm gonna just I'm gonna, and I don't know when that is. That's that's what's challenging. Is like I, I say that right now yeah. out loud to you, and I'm just like. But when will what what number or what accomplishment will have ha had happened in order for that to no longer be a thing? It's so addicting to social media. And the thing is, though, do you ever like create a bunch of content and bundle it up and put it out randomly? Or are you kind of like current event where it's like this happened yesterday? Let me put it out now and make it. I've done a little bit of both because when you when you are more. Uh, uh, planned with it, I feel like you've got a little bit more breathing room. Like, you know, I, I haven't filmed anything in the past, like, week. And if I have this schedule of putting up three a, a, a week yeah. um, just for Instagram, um, uh, then you have to do six the week before or six the next week yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know. So sometimes it makes it easy and sometimes it makes it difficult. But I can definitely say that with current events, that makes it easy. If it's something where yeah, it's definitely. like, you know, like the fires last year with like the gender reveal, yeah, like yeah. that was that's so easy to write. And there, so that kind of stuff, I think, is actually also good to throw into the mix because people are like, oh, he's paying it there. He's paying attention to what's happening now. So. 
Do you uh, pay any attention to like Instagram reels, algorithms, and TikTok stuff, or is it kind of just like I'm just gonna keep putting stuff it's, out there? I love people who don't pay attention to it. You know what I mean? People who are just like I'm gonna do my own thing, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't really care. Um, I wish I could be one of those people, but I think I was bred from like America's Got Talent, where it's like you're taught to care only about like you, 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 all that matters is like votes and like and 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 you know what i'm saying and and how you can pro pro propel yourself into like the next thing and so like i said i have to like i i mean there there's people who you know like like caitlin riley on uh she's somebody who's a uh, she's on tiktok and on instagram and she doesn't do stand-up but she's somebody who like she just does whatever it is that she wants to do and schultz from like the stand-up world he just does pretty much whatever he wants to do and and your audience kind of finds you that way such a great transition yeah so it's about. like exactly so it's like you have to have it, i i feel like i i break it down in like the one for me one for them category where it's like i'll do something for me and then i'll do and then you got to do a, a little bit of something that's like ah that's kind of like lower denominator but there you Go. Are you a fan of Entourage, the show? I have not seen the, a single episode. The, the main character, the agent was saying, you do one for the industry and then you do one for you, like your own movie you want to do. Interesting, and it's so interesting. Funny yeah, that. I haven't, no, I haven't, seen, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of it. But good transition about Schultz and, uh, to, like, you know, stand-up and then also YouTube. Do you think now more than ever as a stand-up comedian, that's just one component of the game and you have to be, like, multifaceted with different components like a podcast, YouTube, yep. Instagram, social media? Yep. Like, what do you think? Thousand percent. Thousand percent agree with it. It's, com it's completely different. Even at the beginning of our, this podcast, we were talking about how even generations have changed where, like, a show would be booked differently where people used to just go out and see the comedian or it's they would go like see it was never a name mm -hmm. and now it's getting to a point where w w w comedians are almost like they're idolized like comedians are like rock stars because of their 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 fan bases that they're able to like um their people are able to uh, people are gravitating towards comedians now in a way that they haven't and i think that that's a lot in part due to like like look at like something like what theo is able to do like theo has got his own uh, fan base because people love to hear what it is that he has to say, like on on on, on his podcast. I mean, and he's a hilarious stand up as well. But, um, shout out but, to um, yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's 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 definitely a, a component of it. And I think as comedians, uh, I think as comedians are younger, um. <laughs> I think as comedians are younger, that will help. What's up, bro? Good, good, good to see you. Um, Do you think uh, everyone has different fan bases now? Because what I see when I study and I learn, because I uh, interviewed certain people, like comedians and whatnot, it's so funny because the, the people at the stand-up shows might be like older, but then all of a sudden, if you have YouTube, a podcast that's popular on YouTube, a Patreon, there's like 14 year olds in the comments, like idolizing you, like you were talking yeah. about. And it's like they might not come to your show, but they're buying merch and they're paying right. for Right. That's why right. I said it's like so different where the old school mentality come to my stand up show, buy my ticket, you're supporting me. Yeah. And now there's other ways to support people yeah. when they don't even have to come to your show, yeah. especially during pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also, it's also interesting to see a different generation of comedian where sometimes people will get big on socials and then try to transition over to stand up and a lot of comedians hate that. oh yeah 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 because it's i mean think about how hard you it is you have to grind for yeah, however yeah. long to get just anything yeah. i was even lucky in how soon it was i got something i and, and not feeling like i was even prepared for an opportunity like that so you know a lot of people say it's like what like eight years or ten years that you're even developing your voice and getting figuring out what it is you you want to say and then for someone to get big 
through like sketches and then try to go over to stand up, mm -hmm. it is it is challenging. But at the same time, there are stand ups who are kind of also dabbling in sketches because of so. It, it, it's just uh, th you know King Batch is somebody who mm. he's somebody I respect because rather than he has easily has the fan base and the following to just go up and try and do an hour but a few years ago just this was a few years ago he was going up and just doing like 10 around town just trying to do like 15 a maybe. solid 10 like, 15 just, like a solid 10 yeah. rather than rather than like trying to saturate himself and what it is that might be out of his uh out of his skill set as a stand-up at that time you know he he played it very very smart and i think then you you don't lose integrity with your audience for who comes to see you when ultimately you do want a headline for an hour and from a business perspective you look at guys like tim Dillon and andrew schultz not to always throw their names out but yeah. it's like because of the pandemic they weren't able to tour like they were and make money so they utilized patreon or youtube and became more doing sketches and stuff like that and like yeah. not getting on SNL some comedians instead they make their own sketches so it's yeah. like do it yourself and it's, it's starting to become I mean I think you're starting to see that a lot with television in general and yeah. I, 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 I talked to Schultz about this on the phone and I'm sure he's already brought this up but like it's starting to become that like where it's like the artist has more power than than like a network and that's that's fascinating because you, without a network and with the abuse that I feel so many artists have suffered in trying to get those opportunities for the years now it's like uh oh you, you you're those with fan bases and those those who promote numbers um uh those are the ones who are in demand now so funny because he dissed netflix and, and then a couple years later was on netflix yeah, yeah. but uh do you think this is interesting because i always want to ask this to people because it's uh, different perspectives but do you think r what's more important like raw talent or the access I think it's a trick question either way. But the access. How, how do you mean? Because you mean like how do I mean about the access? Or you're yeah. saying the like the access to like know the right people, get into the doors, or have that certain following, or be able to like learn the game of social media and huh. stuff. Because it's I like it's the, there's a ton of raw talent. You go to any open mic in the country, you might be this guy's a funny motherfucker, yeah. but he ain't a main frame on stage because he doesn't know how to work certain yep. things. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, a th it's, a th it's I a thousand percent think it's the access then because yeah. there's many of my friends who I think are just insanely talented and they don't have the opportunities that they have right because it, it, it there is a certain level of i think marketing to, to to anything and that i i've only been made aware of by my own situation like i even think about like okay here's a i'm a dude who has a stutter i make jokes about it and that's not all i talk about but at one point it was something that that was how maybe you could identify me you look at ali wong she was pregnant for her specials you look at Bert, Bert kreischer he was pregnant for his specials. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever but like you, he, like he was sh he's the sh he's the shirtless dude who's got the you know he's he's that dude you know what i mean like the brad 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 williams like you look at these pe you look at people who are just like there is a certain level thing. of like there is a certain level of accessibility because you're just like oh i identify with this or i am able to identify this person because of this you don't see it as much now, but my, f my friend always tells me this. Tom Sicker did it in an interesting way where he had like a couple stand-up specials on Netflix and then got big. A lot of times, like you said, with the Schultz calling you and everything, you already have to kind of be big or be like your Instagram's your TV and then you get the TV show. Yeah. But like you never see it like that as much anymore where Tom Sicker had like a couple Netflix specials and then got famous. And then. Because yeah. like, like, it's like, who the fuck is this guy? How are you getting a special? You know what I mean? I remember. Boom. Yeah. And I remember when Tom was like getting huge. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, it, it, it was almost like, I want to say... His was almost like a Theo thing, where it was just like, what? And those guys have been hustling for for, for forever, Definitely. you know. Definitely. I mean, even Bert, even Bert's someone who, you know, I mean, he and he 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 and Tom sometimes go hand in hand when you talk about stuff. But like yeah, exactly. Bert in 2018, 19 was like the biggest comedian. I mean, he would like he was just everywhere. Yeah. And 
um, he's been doing it forever. Like when I did when I did his podcast, like he told me about stuff that I didn't even know about him, you know. And it's just like, it's just crazy. Yeah, my friend did his podcast. It's funny. Um, yeah. You what you talked about your stutter. It's kind of like have you seen uh, the Eight Mile Eminem? Yeah, Eminem and Eight Mile where he dissed himself before. It's like yeah. comedy is the perfect thing for what you do. Yeah, and you just show everyone before they could say anything about you. You're yeah, like, listen, I got a stutter. This yeah. is my voice. Yeah, and I'm I'm doing my truth. You know, speaking yep. my truth. That's exactly that's that, that uh that's exactly what that felt like. And I just think like I don't know, man. I it would have been miserable for me to feel like uh like like it, it like. I go through the whole day where sometimes some – I used to go through, like, the whole day where people would, like – they would get impatient or they would get, like, huffy or they would they, they cut me off or they would, you know, uh, dismiss me. And that, like, sits with you in a way that's just, like, this this can't be my life. I, I, I need to be able to go to a place where I can t talk about some something and talk about – what. so I was very angry for a really long time because of Kind of fuels the fire, though. Makes you great, you know? Yeah. Uh, with podcasting, it's so organic, and this is a different one because what I'm learning, people like certain TikTok videos I do or like interviews like on video, but like getting someone to listen to your podcast, I think is the most organic thing because it's a long form conversation, yeah. an hour long, and it's like, I think it comes from, I think it's the most organic thing compared to stand-up comedy because it's kind of like you're practicing in a way because I've listened to podcasts where a comedian will come up with a great idea in their head and like talk about it and run it through on a podcast and then go on stage and talk about it. Is that something you're familiar with or you yeah. do or do you, you get what I'm yeah. saying? It's yeah. like it's such an organic flow of conversation and I feel like like your extreme fan base is going to be the first to listen compared yes. to a new person because yes. like someone will like check out and like your TikTok or your reel and then be like let me look at his podcast I yeah. really like this guy it's yeah. not like let me check his podcast at first I feel like it's a no way. tough majority now yeah no way ADD generation yeah, you know what I mean? that's yeah. what I'm realizing exactly you know exactly I mean? and and I and I yeah and I and I have a feeling like podcasts are going to start getting shorter and shorter in format as yeah. well I saw you do some 33 minute ones and whatnot yeah yeah but even shorter yeah. I think that I think they're going to be even shorter um and I think uh uh, I personally, I like, I like podcasts that are like this. I would so much rather be doing what you're doing than what it is that I do from, from my podcast where I have to just like, uh, like I hate the, I, I hate the sound of my own shit just being like, uh, well maybe this or, and I hate the idea of putting something out that really isn't polished but there you have the freedom i guess to do that people are like well there's the freedom to do that it's your free it's your yeah. stream of content but it's just the idea that i'm ex exposing something before i'm ready to present it is just i, I heard I, you talking I, yeah. about that you were like it's not my set yet or whatever and you were like upset about that yeah that's funny because it's like sometimes you could say something not like dissing anyone who's a comedian you could say something funny in your podcast go on stage and have something planned out thought out yeah and it's not even as funny it bombs it's like bro you should have just talked about your yeah. podcast i see that now like i was going to the stress director seeing comedians and i would listen to some of the podcasts and i would see that they're talking about some of the stuff on stage as they were in their podcast yeah it's like the same thing why not you know i mean i especially when you're rusty off a covid pandemic you yeah know what i mean Getting yeah back and honestly i i'm thankful for it because you know i was doing the podcast pretty much every week for, for uh, last year during the pandemic and um that time doing that was what i actually used to cultivate the hour that i'm doing now so it's like it's one of these things that i'm just like it, some you, you just never know you yeah. know like if you write down some bullet points like i love bill's podcast where he just writes bullet points and then just goes yeah. and you you never know you can end up making yourself laugh so hard because of some because of a place that you went to cool. yeah i was gonna say sorry the one main thing you're not relying on anyone you're doing it yourself yeah and i think that's great with success like because it's tough to like coordinate a lot of stuff you know you know it, it's it's like you know i'm grabbing a microphone saying how i feel are you trying this joke out and then people will care about it you know yeah yeah 
And I was going to ask you before we wrap it up because I wanted to keep it under 30 minutes. We're at 20, but I don't want to keep you all night. You no, got to no, perform no. soon. Uh, like comedy influences, <laughs> did you say, hey, I'm funny, I can make a living at this? Or were you like a hardcore comedy fan as a kid where you're like, I watch this special, I watch this special? That's a great question. I, like I... Uh, I watched Chappelle as a kid. Mm-hmm. I watched Dane as a kid. I watched uh, Bill Engvall as a kid. Like I, wow. like I, you know, I watched uh, Ellen. You know, and um, even you know, I watched Louis when you know when 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 he was dropping like Shameless and you know his Showtime uh, specials as well. And this, it was always something that I admired from 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 afar. But I was just like, never. Like you do it. You do. You guys have got it. You what know, gave Chris you the Rock. Idea? You could get, get my injury. My injury, I couldn't get hired anywhere, uh, like anywhere. And I worked at a comedy club, which was the perfect n- night job. So you were always a fan in a way. Yeah, I was kind of Low always key. a fan of stand-up. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and uh, I was I was kind of a fan of, I guess. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't even consider myself a fan. But I guess it is something that I was just like, I always I always liked. And I feel was, like if someone works at a comedy club, they're hard, like they love comedy or they're trying to itch on stage. Like that's well, kind of yeah. how I made it. Well, but that's the thing I mean? is like uh, the only reason I worked at a comedy club was because I was, when I first moved to LA, I needed a night job so I could be, be an actor. So I could have like auditions oh, during, the, dur- during the day and film. And I had, like I said, like I liked comedy, but like I said, like I didn't know it. And I didn't know, I didn't know to call it that I was a fan of it, but I guess I was, you know, cause I remember I would, I would finish up my shifts like as soon as I could to try and run in there and watch like bit like I had there was a there was a double header one night where they had uh, Bill Burr I think at the 8 p.m. and then Jim Jeffries at the 10 p.m. Um, right after he just came back he had done like a hiatus and right after he just had his kids and he came, his kid and he came back and um, this was before I think I was I was I was even doing stand up but I went in I ooh, like I went in and like I was just watching it and I was just man I was obsessed with it so yeah it is something that I just like I said I admired it but was never like I want to do it until I felt like I had to perfect segue before we wrap it up yeah. uh another question from a fan that they're a up-and-coming com- comedian they were like trying it out and they finally did it and they uh te- they texted and dm'd it they said uh how can i stand out in comedy when i feel like there's just so much out there <laughs> i don't know why they're asking <laughs> that's funny Fuck, you're, it's almost like you're asking i guess me like their a- wisdom a- a- your wisdom like your your keys to success in a way i would say Oh, man, I guess you're at, you're, yeah, with that question, you're at. They sent like a whole thing and it was like kind of mumbo jumbo. That's a lot of okay. Messages that's okay. Like, no, no. Like you're asking me to like answer like the whole thing. I just feel it's like a, oh, it, all the, that is the question. But like, you know, I feel like it, the, the, the thing is, is you got to you got to merge what it is that you're good at with what it is that with that with what it is that makes you different. And, you know. I had a friend of mine, her name's Monterey Martinez. She's a comedian as well. And she told me, you know, that you can't do all the things. So you can't do like, you can't do like TikTok and stand up and a podcast and you, and you do fucking Periscope or whatever that was and Twitter and like, like you can't do all of it, you know? Too many Asian baskets. Exactly. So it's like, pick like three of those that you like or that that you really love and try to cultivate an audience that way. And through 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 your main channels, through one or two of those things, and if stand up is happens to be one of those things as well, then make that happen. But I mean, like you know, I brought him up a few times in this interview, but like Bill Burr, someone who comes to mind, he comes yes from a different generation, but he's also someone who I think would just say like, you just got to be funny, and that would be his thing. Like you got to be the funniest per- person on the bill, and and, and fucking people do are gonna it. yeah, like just consistently yeah. do. It. A lot of people don't consistently do it, but yeah. it's tough too. He was 36 living on a couch in New York City. What an inspiration. Yeah. You know no, what I mean, it re- I, know, it, it, I mean, it, it really is. But it's just like if once you find out 
that that it is that it, that is something that you want to do. You, there's only a few other. I would say one of my three things, by the way, because I don't necessarily like podcasting that much, and I really don't even like reels doing like sketches that much. I enjoy writing scripts. Um, I enjoy stand up, but more than anything, I enjoy working hard, and that's one of the things that that doesn't really have a category for how you do it. But if you're working harder than 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 any other person, that is another way to like stand out. So combining that with what I said earlier about like the 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 marketability aspect of you know what it is that separates you and and, and it, it be that your POV, your background, your your traumas, your your childhood, you know whatever. Using that um, and, and whatever few avenues you choose to dominate, then go for that. That's funny because I think I was talking to Cypher at one point in my podcast, and he was saying sometimes, you, like we were talking about, sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do, but it gets you where you want to go. Yep. Like the social media stuff. Yeah. For some people. I mean, yeah. It, it, that's yeah. It, that's a that's a thousand percent uh, the way. I mean, and that goes back to the one for me, one for them. Like, the, you know, uh, yeah. there are just so many people who they have to play the game in in, in, in in order to like change the rules of it. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's really it. I was just gonna. Last question is uh, passion over profit, and like any words of wisdom do you have? I usually end that on like, do you think it's about passion or profit? Wow. And uh, any words of wisdom for the people so, listening? So I definitely think if you're for profit, it, you're going to burn out. You, you, it, 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 it would, my answer would be passion because uh, I don't care. I care that I, I care that I uh, have money to live, but that's a, that's about it. I don't, I don't really dress like fancy. I don't live too fancy. I like to live. C c I like c having certain comforts that, that you, that you wouldn't otherwise have to, to give yourself, um, uh, 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 to 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 give yourself that uh, affirmation that you did do something uh, to treat yourself or be like oh man you know whatever like sure that can be something that is part of it but ultimately even last year when I had burnout the thing that brings you back is because you're like all right I'm 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 kind of back I had I had a little bit of rejuvenation time and I think a break's necessary sometimes too yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah. Yep. So definitely passion. It's funny because uh, not to like name drop everyone in this damn interview, but Schultz was like saying play for passion because you could get good at something, but you can't get good at money. And I always remember yeah. that. Yeah. That's a yeah. That's that's very that's very Wall Street of Schultz. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just gonna say uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this and promote everything and anything you want to promote right now. No, nothing really. I mean, I just I'm just I'm just happy to have done it. So th th thanks. Appreciate man. it. Thank yeah. you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cuba Basement. Basement here, Kim Basin Podcast, Kim Basin Productions. Shout, Shout out to Flashlight, giving Drew Lynch a flashlight. Uh, just did an interview with him, great guy. Thank you, Drew. Wow, thanks so much. Where's the Where's the bathroom? Hide that though, because uh, oh, okay. you're you're with people. You gotta hide that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bathroom's over there for sure. Thank you so oh, much. Thanks. You guys got uh, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny provides better value. Get some on shows and stuff. I'm just a good shit interviewer. It's, 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 the interview we did was great. I, I thought it was a great connection. The interview dude was great. Um, the thing is, I only I'm on this new thing where I only follow people that pay me money. That's what I figured. He pays for the more comedy. More value. I, I brought hot value to your party. Yeah, it's true, it's true. I brought so you, no value. I gave you a flashlight. You tried, I said use it for your sleep. You didn't use it. Ah, you did give me a flashlight. You gave it away. I, I'll follow you. I'll, the right. flashlight is a follow. I'm not annoying. That's a follow. That's a follow. Yeah. Keep it basement, baby. What do, baby? Keep it basement podcast. Keep it basement entertainment. Keep it basement. Keep it basement productions. A lot of keep it basement. Uh, but yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, shout out to Flashlight, number one male sex toy in the world. For the month of April and May, we have an exclusive special offer with Flashlight, which is the number one male sex toy in the world. As I said, 
the offer is the listeners and the fans of the show on the audio podcast format or the YouTube or other forms of social media, if you guys use the code, or girls, use the code FLKIB for 10% off on Fletchlight.com. Means a lot if you support, uh, if, or if you're horny and you want to use a flashlight and buy it. Uh, you know, maybe you got a first date coming up in a month uh, or soon, and you want to get back in the game. Try out that stamina training unit by flashlight. Or if you want a lifelike blowjob, get that Turbo Ice blowjob machine. That Turbo Ice is a good one. Uh, they have tons of other options. You can get the flesh sack, Tom Sapia's favorite. Uh, and just tons of different options on the website. Check it out. A plethora of fleshlights. Check out fleshlight.com. Also check out their Instagram and their TikTok and their Twitter. And shout out to all the fleshlight girls who show love, who tag me and stuff and also do interviews that may appreciate it. And shout out to y'all, the listeners. Shout out to my TikTok too. It's blowing up with those interviews. Uh, but yeah, keep it based on podcasts, keep it based on entertainment, keep it based on productions. Fleshlight.com. The code for the month of April and May is... F-L-K-I-B. So check that out. Use that for 10% off on Fleshlight.com, on the purchases on the website. And stay tuned and subscribe to Keep It Basement on Apple, iTunes, Spotify podcast, and subscribe on the YouTube, follow on the TikTok, Instagram, at Keep It Basement, and also at The Real Sweens on TikTok and at The Sweens. Thank you. Stay tuned. Thank you. But yo, shout out to y'all. Seriously, appreciate it. Love. Yo, what it do, baby? Baby, what it do? Baby, what it do? What? Ladies, cover your ears. I'm just kidding, but have an open mind. What? Don't act like y'all never watched porn or have or have had sex toys. We're all freaks out here and sexually open is 2020. And it was a quarantine and now it's COVID times. Dating during a global pandemic is kind of tough. Now with these COVID times, it's time to get back your stamina, practice and work on your sex game. Get you back out into the wild, into the dating life. That's why Keep It Basement has partnered up with Fleshlight. Go to fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off any purchase of a Fleshlight product. Fleshlight has products for all types of people, whether guys or girls, straight or gay, whatever, they have it all. With the purchase of a Fleshlight using the KIB discount code, not only are you supporting business, you're supporting small business while having a good time doing so. Go to Fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off. Fleshlights make for the perfect gift, whether it's a bachelor party, bro's birthday, or even your significant other's birthday or special celebration. Ladies, I know there could be a stigma here, but say you were going on vacation or you weren't around for a few weeks or days, wouldn't you rather have your man use a fleshlight than another girl? Wouldn't you rather you come home and see your man using a fleshlight instead of having another girl over uh, being unfaithful? I, I mean, put two and two together here. What, what would you rather have? And also keep it basement. What? He's so nice. Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan... And, you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to 
uh, or your favorite artist for an hour. It's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour. It's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I, like, yeah. like a, a lot of interviewers I have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the yeah. truth of the matter is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question, and an artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. What Keep it what radio? Basement. Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. You are tuned in. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Keep It Basement podcast with your boy Sweet. Y'all heard? What up, Sweet? Now tuned in, motherfucking derelict. Keep it basement with the Sweens. That's the name of the podcast. Keep it basement with the Sweens. Keep it basement. We out. Welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world. With its soft, real feel insert, patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over a hundred possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically... Uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Keep it fucking moving. Um, Porn sex, it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It's four hours. Any words of wisdom here? Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game, okay? Pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I have one too. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were sitting at a bar? You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Plus, do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches? How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. I'm sick of it. Stay down in the cellar and shut the fuck up. Now. Keep it basement podcast keep description. Basement. Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast. We out. This episode. Sort of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality. Quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati. Super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. 
Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate Subscribe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Good job with California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my view on things. <laughs>